Welcome. Welcome again. I know you've been very faithful to us to watch uh, our show, Carving the Divine TV. Uh, my name is Yujiro Seki. Uh, I'm a director, writer, and the producer of the Carving the Divine. Uh, Carving the Divine is about Buddhist statues and people who make those statues. It's 1,400 years of Japanese tradition, and I'm ready to present you know, for the first time in the world. But before I do so, I thought it would be a great idea to present information about the Buddhism and the history of the Buddhism so that when you guys finally watch my documentary, you guys can watch it at the maximum value. Uh, with that being said, again, he has been so gracious to us. He's been providing so much wisdom so that we can cultivate our life and that we can uh, live a better and a happier life. So our special guest, Mr. Peter Bolin. Uh, welcome, Professor Bolin. Hey, so great to be here. Hi, everybody. Thanks, usually for making this show and for creating this forum and for bringing all these different guests. I know we're here to shine light on your amazing film, Carving the Divine, and we're also here to have your work shine light on us. Uh, that kind of film is so important, and I, I, I just hope that you get a bigger and bigger audience for your work. It's just beautiful. Thank you so much, Professor Boland. I think uh, we can grow all together. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I am very always, uh, I'm always impressed with the, uh, the insight uh, you can give us. And uh, I am really grateful that you came back to us and uh, talked to us today. Well, well, thank you very much for having me. You know, it's fun to kind of get out of the classroom. You know, normally I teach philosophy and comparative religion at, at uh, Southwestern College, and I, I lecture about this stuff, you know, in longer formats. And it's really fun to come in to these videos and do five or ten minutes on something and, and just try to get down to the essence of it, give people something they can take with them. And as you said in your intro, you know, enrich our lives and live better, happier lives. That's what seeking wisdom is about not head knowledge but you know heart and embodied wisdom so that we can live more authentically that's what the soul is asking for and we don't we don't want to interfere with that you know we want to live better than we are and so that's that's what i think we're both excited about great great and with that being said we have a, a perfect question today and yeah uh, for the first episode for the introduction for the vedanta uh, you talked about the, the pathies, pathies for the enlightenment. Uh, we've, we've been talking about it uh, outside of uh, uh, Mr. Pete, with Mr. Mr. Peter Bowman. Uh, we've been talking about it with Michael. Uh, but, you know, there's something that we can practically do uh, in our life uh, in order to uh, pursue this path, pathies. Uh, rather than, as you said, get stuck in our head and just only live through our head. So please tell us about these paths. Sure. So what, what we're talking about um, comes out of the Indian tradition, the tradition that, that Buddha was born into and that Buddha practiced and that led to his enlightenment and then the whole Buddhist story comes out of that. But it's, it's, it's much older even than Buddhism, this idea that there are these four paths in Sanskrit, marga. Um, we also call them yogas. So the word yoga in the West just sort of typically refers to those, those classes you go to where you strike those poses and so on. 
But in its original sense, yoga means much more than that. It means union or integration. And in other words, yogas or paths or margas are the methods or the ways that we attain moksha, that we move out of ignorance and into wisdom, out of bondage and into liberation or enlightenment. So the paths, there are four classic paths in India because they, they, they believe that there are four essential types of people, four temperaments. So let's quickly go through them. For the, for the intellectual person who approaches life analytically, there's the path of, of jhana yoga, J-N-A-N-A, and that's the path of knowledge. Hinduism teaches that if I love studying and reading and dialoguing and discourse, that's a spiritual path. I can move toward spiritual enlightenment through the study of texts and through discourse with others. It's, an, it's a remarkable idea. And then, but that's not for everybody, right? So there's a second path called karma yoga or action yoga. This is for people who want to, in the midst of their everyday life, doing the work that they're already doing professionally, their chores, but doing their work in the consciousness of service, in the consciousness of renunciation, doing their work lovingly as an offering, like, a, like an act of devotion. And now, if I perform my work that way, that work becomes my spiritual path, my yoga. That's karma yoga. The third one is probably the most popular. It's bhakti yoga, B-H-A-K-T-I. Bhakti yoga means the path of devotion. This is enormously popular around the world. Christianity and Islam are really bhakti faiths, where and Hinduism too, in many ways, the idea that through my devotion to the Godhead, to the personification of the, of the divine, Jesus, Krishna, Allah, through devotion, my heart opens, my ego reduces, and through that love, I, again, break through into realization. Fourth path, Raja Yoga, R-A-J-A. It means the path of meditation. This is maybe for not as many people, but people who want to experiment and experience this for themselves. They want to meditate, discipline themselves, go directly into that deeper, you know, prajna or deeper wisdom through direct experience. So the, there are four paths again, because there are four different kinds of people. I love that about the Indian tr tradition, no matter who you are, no matter what your passions and strengths and abilities are, there's a road that you can take. As Ramakrishna said, many paths to the summit. So that's why there are these four classic uh, methods or paths in Hinduism. Great, great. Uh, I have a follow-up question for you. Uh, so do we have to be confined with the only one path or we can go and experiment on different paths and pursue different paths? at the same time? Yeah, that's a, that's a really natural and great question to raise because I, I think I, my understanding of it is that no, you don't have to like rigidly stay in your lane. The way it's been taught to me is this, that there's probably one of those four paths that is gonna be your strongest suit, that you ought to go with your strength. But that doesn't mean if, 
you're a jhana yogi and you like the path of study, that doesn't mean you're not allowed to meditate or, or <laughs> you know, or you can't do sacred service or you can't do devotion. Mm -hmm. um, so no matter what path is your strongest path, one can pursue all kinds of different activities in one's life. Um, but I still think it's useful to, to maybe go into a period of reflection and serious self-examination and try to ask yourself, where is my passion? Where is my strength? Where does my heart really lead me? That might be your best shot at uh, making some progress here in, in that movement we're all trying to accomplish coming out of ignorance and darkness and confusion and stepping into the light, stepping into freedom, stepping into wisdom. Beautiful. I only have to say beautiful because it is beautiful. And the reason why I say beautiful is something that we learn something today that we can actually apply in our life. It's not like I have to stay in the classroom or I have to write a paper and to figure out the, you know, uh, how to get an A, how to trick teachers, or, you know. I... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, no, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid. Uh, this is life, and life is the test. <laughs> uh, you know, th th this is this is the laboratory. I often tell my students, you know, in philosophy class, we don't have a lecture, and then you go to another room and have the lab, like in a chemistry class. In philosophy, our life is the laboratory in which we experiment with these ideas. You know, Gandhi wrote an autobiography. I love the title of it. It's called "My Experiments with Truth." And I think all of us ought to maybe cultivate that pioneering scientific consciousness to, I'm going to experiment with different paths. And that's how Buddha became Buddha, right? He tried something. If it worked, he kept doing it. If it didn't work, he stopped doing it and he did something else. That's called prag pragmatism, right? We want to give our precious time. We don't live forever, right? We want to use these precious hours and days and weeks and months and years purposefully. And, and uh, that requires some discernment. And so this, videos like this and, and, and art like your film and, and, and all the work that we're all doing, we're all supporting each other in that, in that uh, discernment process. Let's separate the junk from the treasure and, and let's help each other uh, by sharing our treasures with each other. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And, uh... I want to know more about you uh, because uh, we only had uh, like a 10 minutes or so and it's not enough time to uh, learn about uh, this tradition, wisdom tradition and beyond. Please tell us about uh, how can I find you, Professor Bolan. Sure. Well, I have a YouTube channel too since that's where we are right now. I'm over on Peter Bolan TV. In fact, I'm going to grab all these videos when we're done someday and move them over to a playlist there. But in the meantime, the best place is to go to peterboland.com. That's my website. I'd love it if you sign up on my mailing list. And there are links there to the YouTube channel and to my blog where I put all my published writings. And there's a calendar page with all my upcoming lectures and workshops and all that good stuff, shows. I'm a singer-songwriter too. So, of course, you know I'm on Instagram, right? I mean, Twitter, Facebook. I'd love to see you all in all those places. Beautiful, beautiful. I know, uh, Professor Boland, when we uh, advertise ourselves, I think we feel kind of uncomfortable about it sometimes, but, you know, we do our best to make it uh, exciting and interesting. And uh, uh, with the support from uh, our audience, it's the only way we can survive and thrive. 
So uh, yeah, with that being said, uh, please subscribe me on my uh, on my Instagram. No, no, subscribe me on my Facebook. No, I'm I'm getting a little confused here. Subscribe. You yeah, subscribe me on my YouTube. <laughs> uh, follow me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and like me on my Facebook, and also subscribe my uh, email list where I can provide all the new information about carving the divine because that's how we do it in the 21st century. <laughs> Amen, brother. That is how we do it in the 21st century, all day and night and all week and all year. And this is, this is, this is the new, um, this is the new medium. You know, we still write books. We still, we still do it the old way, but I love that we're connecting this uh, way. And it's so great to meet all of you that are watching this right now. I appreciate your time. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming here again, Professor Bolin. You bet, brother. Bye-bye. Till next Thank time. You.